Greetings, greetings to every man and woman of God. Thank you all for coming on tonight from before the throne where we meet the King prayer line. I pray you all already started enjoying yourself. Thank you for the individual that graced us with such an awesome prayer um, this evening. Thank you for the individual that opened us with the hostess, and we thank God for the word. The Holy Ghost is in the place. Praise him. Um, My name is Apostle Joanne Hall. Um, I have the pleasure to serve you guys tonight in the word of encouragement. Um, Before I go further in, let's bow our heads and pray, I should say, in the presence of God. Amen. Um, Lord, I just want to thank you for this precious moment that we are allowed to come before you. I want to thank you for this opportunity. I want to thank you for this moment and this day that you set before us. Thank you, Father God, for giving us the ability to get on tonight. Thank you for the ability to come back together on one accord so we can glorify you and worship you. Lord, I thank you for what you're getting ready to say and do on this call. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins and my transgressions and iniquity sins of omission and commission, knowing and unknowing things that I may have said, thought, done, part acted, partaked in, engaged, that was not pleasing to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, and I ask God to forgive me. Lord, I ask that you search my heart, God, give you permission, anything that's not like you. I ask you, God, that you uproot it all, uproot it out of me. In the name of Jesus Christ, and you can step in and do what you see you fit. In the name of Jesus Christ, anoint my mind, anoint my heart, that my mind and my heart will be aligned with your will and your will alone. So, Lord, I decrease and you may increase. Lord, you speak through me, allow them to hear you and not me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, God, for the assistance of the Holy Spirit to God in these, in this conversation. And I thank you for the the outcome of this um, this conversation that we're about to walk into. Thank you, God, for understanding, revelation, and illumination and insight. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So thank you all for coming on tonight. And I was saying to myself, what am I going to talk to the body of Christ tonight to encourage the saints? So with this being, with that being said, I should say, we're going to go to the Word. Um, some of these scriptures are going to, majority are going to come from the AMP. So I have a couple of scriptures that I would like us to go through. The first one is going to come from the book of John, John 16, verse 9. John 16, verse 9. After they give the scriptures and everything, I will proceed with my title. Amen. So John 16 verse 9 is the first scripture and I will be coming from the A&P Classic. The A&P Classic. And then I will be reading it again from the Amplified. Okay. So John 16 verse 9 A&P and it says about sin because they do not believe in me. Trust in, rely on, and hereby to me. And that is the AMP classic. I will be reading it from the AMP. 
and the sad about sin and the true nature of it because they do not believe in me and my message. Amen. The next scripture we're going to go to tonight would be John 15, verses 21 to 23. John 15, verses 21 to 23. And A&P is the translation I'm coming from tonight. And it says, but they will do all these hurtful things to you for my name's sake, because you bear my name and are identified with me. For they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have the guilt of their sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Verse 23, the one who hates me also hates my father. And that is John 15, A.M.P. Translation verses 21 to 23. And the next scripture we're going to go to is John 9, verse 41. John chapter 9, verse 41, AMP. And it says, Jesus said to them, If you were blind to spiritual things, you would have no sin. But, excuse me, I apologize. If you had no sin, you wouldn't have no sin and would not be blamed for your unbelief. But since you claim to have spiritual sight, you have no excuse. So your sin and guilt remain. Let me read that again. John chapter 9, verse 41 A.M.P. And it says, Jesus said to them, if you were blind to spiritual things, you would have no sin and would not be blamed for your unbelief. But since you claim to have spiritual sight, you have no excuse. So your sin and guilt remain. Amen. May the blessing read in the word of the Lord. So the title, I know the last time I came before you guys, I had started talking about something between the lines of God, 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 all the time. So that's the theme that I'm going to be staying on for a little bit. God have been ministering to me about a lot of things in this bracket. And the subtitle is, if you are a believer, why, why don't you believe in him? I'm going to repeat that again. The theme is God, God, God all the time. Subtitle is, if you are a believer, why don't you believe in him? Amen. What does the word believe mean to a Christian in the Christian? The New Testament Greek word presko, P-I-S-T-E-U-O, means believe. In Greek, it means to be convicted of something, to place confidence in, or to entrust, especially one spiritually well-being to Christ. The word believe is a key concept throughout the New Testament, 
and appears nearly 250 times throughout of the New Testament. One of the most powerful instances of prestro, P-I-S-T-E-U-O, prestro means belief, occur in Acts chapter 16, verse 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. More than just an intelligent process, the act of believing involves faith in Jesus Christ, and it leads to a personal relationship with him. This concept is the very bedrock of our relationship with God. According to Hebrews 11 and 6, it is impossible for us to please God without faith. Believing and connecting us with our Redeemer and allow us to experience the rewards given to those who digitally seek him. So another concept meaning belief, okay? So we, the, main, the main verse tonight is John 16 and 9. Um, I want to repeat that scripture again. John 16 and 9, and it says, about sin and the true nature of it because they do not believe in me and my message. And that's the Amplified Translation. Okay? So when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world about sin because they do not believe in me. John 16 and 9. Christ entails the meaning of the Holy Spirit, bringing the world conviction concerning sin. Rejection of God and of his son could be constructed as ultimate sin, okay? So sin, for those that may not know what that is, sin is separating us from God, okay? Sin separates us from God. Your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your God and your sins have hide his, hided his face from you so that you will not, he will not, you. And we could go, we could turn to Isaiah 59 verses 1 to 2. Isaiah 59 verses 1 to 2. And that will also come from the AMP. Isaiah 59 verses 1 through 2. And it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it's that it cannot save, nor his, nor his ears so imperative that it cannot hear. Verse 2, but your wickedness has separated you from your God, and your sin has hid his faith from you so that he does not hear. And that is Isaiah 59, A&P, verses 1 and 2. Amen. So I repeat again, rejection of God and of his son can be true as an ultimate sin. So we don't believe, okay, believe. According to Jesus, not believing in him is a sin, okay? Prestro, which is the Greek word, belief, not believing in him, it's a sin. So Jesus encountered by saying that it was, was only blindness. Now we going to talk about verse John nine forty one, 
when he said about the spiritual blindness, if they were spiritual blind, then I'd be fine. But if they're not, they're just pretty much they blatantly disregarding God. So Jesus in concert by saving that it was only blindness, stubbornness, and stupidity that could not could that could excuse their behavior. But those who remain open and recognize how sin can truly blind them from knowing the truth. He reject those who have become complacent, self-satisfied, and blind. So what does that entail, meaning that because you know that you, you know what you're supposed to do, but you choose not to, it's pretty much you being out of ignorance, and that's like a form of sin. You know, sometimes we, we we know it and we kind of like pray like a little blind eye to it. So that's why God said in, in John 9, 41, he was talking, he made that statement where he said, we'll repeat it for you guys again. Um, where he said, if Jesus said to them, if you are blind to spiritual things, you would have no sin and would not be blamed for your unbelief. But since you claim to have spiritual sight, you have no excuse for your sin and guilt remain. So if you don't know, that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? They wasn't believe that's fine. But the fact that you do know and you still doing it, that's sin. Amen? So whenever you feel convicted of sin, you should recognize that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. And that is how John 16 came in. Because if you read the whole text of John 16, it starts talking to you about the function of the Holy Spirit. Because before Jesus, you know, get ready to descend, he was leaving, he told the disciples to stay in the upper room because he was going to send the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. Amen? So whenever you feel convicted, of sin, you should recognize that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. So I want to slow down and talk about conviction. Okay. Conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit, where a person is able to see themselves as God sees him. Guilt, defined, and totally unable to save himself. And that comes from John 16 and 8. So 8 in, in John 16, in the top part before verse 9, um, it, talks about the, it talks about the conviction. And it says, and he, when he comes, will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need of a Savior, about righteousness and about judgment. And then he goes to verse 9, and I'm reading it from the A&P. So conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit where a person is able to see himself as God sees him, the guilty, the defined, and totally unable to save himself. Conviction functions different from a person that believes and a non-believer. I'm repeat that again. Conviction functions differently from a, a believer and a non-believer. For a non-believer, conviction reveals sinful guilt 
and bring fear of God, righteousness, and judgment. Whereas a conviction in the believer brings an awareness of sin and a result of repentance, confession, and cleansing. Amen? So, whenever you feel the conviction of sin, you should recognize that this is the work of the Holy Spirit. The same word also means to convict, means rebuke, reapproach, or show the fault. The Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin not to punish us, but to clean us. Repeat that again. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin not to punish us, but to clean us. Okay, the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, so he comes, that's his, and when you get saved and you accept the Christ in life, that's what he gives you. He gives you the Holy Spirit, and it works with us. It's a navigator with us. It's, it's with us as believers. And his job is to remind us to make, us, make sure we stay focused and pay attention. It's like a protector. It's like a guide in our lives as believers. Amen? And the Holy Spirit, Spirit convicts us of sin and not to punish us, but to clean us. In the same way, the Holy Spirit works to clean our hearts by revealing our sin. We feel convicted so that we can share in the works of the cleansing. This is where the repentance comes in. You know, as us as believers, every time we get in before God, we should repent. Yeah, you may have talked to God a couple of minutes ago when you get back because we are sinners. We should always repent when we get before God. You know what I mean? And this is the work that God is doing in us. Because until we transition, we always got to go before God repenting because we're not. Nobody, none of us here is perfect. We're working towards our walks with God daily, every minute, every moment, every second. Amen? Praise God. Jesus revealed the core of the human problem in the rational because they do not believe in me. So the problem is the belief, which is presco. This is the heart of all sin, our hesitant and refuse to trust in Jesus Christ. We tend to believe that the problem of sin reset in our habits. So we think that if only we could change our behaviors, then the problem of sin would be solved, and that's false. But the true source of sin lies much deeper than this. Sin is a trust problem. Repeat that again. Sin is a trust problem. Sin is willful, it's self-reliant. Is sin is a willingful and is a self-reliant, which is more about self. Okay? We sin when we are relying on ourselves and and our own solution rather than start to obey to be obedient to Christ. I'm going to repeat that again. We sin when we are relying on ourselves and our own solution rather than strive to be obedient to Christ. So when we start to, when we start to co-depend on ourselves, we're not, we're, we're, we're walking out of fellowship. 
when we're trying to do things and we're not relying on God, when we're trying to do self, when we self-relying on ourselves, we're not coming to fellowship with Christ, we sinning. We should go to God about everything. There's nothing on this planet that we should not go to God. The basic, God, what do you think I should wear? What do you think I should do? We should be talking to God 24-7. He should become so connect. We should become so connected with God that he's involved in everything. He should not, you should not only come to God when it's only allergic. You should become the God. When the situation come about is you already in the prep you already talking to God about things, so it don't feel uncommon to you to talk to God. So when we find ourselves like when we we sin when we are relying on ourselves and our own solution rather than strive to be obedient to Christ. We should always come to God about everything. We should console God about everything. When we are believing and when we are believing in Christ, we walk with him and we we walk with him and we walk with him and we and we we're, we're like pretty much we rely on him completely. So like the scripture says in the Bible in Galatians five, walk in the spirit and you don't gravitate the things of the flesh. So if you trusting in God, you walk in in the spirit, you come into him about you dialogue. But when we disconnect, we operate more in sin. Because we're not relying on him. We're trying to rely on ourselves. Um, you know I'm thinking about scripture where it says God said to Adam, man is not supposed to be alone. Like we was not made to be alone, period. Not just him giving E to him, meaning we're not supposed to be alone, period. We're always supposed to rely on God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're supposed to always rely on God, not self and God. Amen. So I'm going to repeat that part. When we are believing in Christ, we walk with him, and when we walk with him, we do not sin, which means walking in the Spirit. So whenever you feel convicted of sin, it means that the Holy Spirit is working within you. Showing you the places of your self-relying or resistant to God. When you feel convicted, don't mistakenly think that God no longer loves you. If God did not love you, He would not. He would be indifferent to your actions, and you would not feel nothing. I want to stop there for a second. So when I'm read that read that part again, whenever you feel convicted of sin. It means that the Holy Spirit is working within you, showing you the places of your self-reliance or resistance to God. When you feel convicted, don't mistakenly think that God no longer loves you. If God does not love you, he would be indifferent to your actions, and you would not, you would not feel nothing. So it's a great thing, and I want to make sure y'all hear this. It's a great thing to be convicted. It's a great thing to be convicted. You being convicted, that means that God cares about you, and that's the Holy Spirit working, like we t- I talked about earlier. And He's telling me, "Hey, hey, hey, that what you're doing ain't right." So it gives you the opportunity to go what? Go back to God, repent when He shows you, repent. 
and say, God, you know, help me X, Y, and Z with the situation that you convicted about. So conviction is a great thing as believers. When you don't feel no conviction, that's a problem. Let me say it again. When you don't feel no conviction, that's a problem. Instead, whenever the Holy Spirit brings conviction, understand that the Spirit is sharing with you what God feels about your sin. He's also showing you the next place where you need to learn to rely upon God and not yourself. Amen? So, once again, if you are a believer, why don't you believe in him? You know, and, and, and I say that because a lot of the things that we do at times as believers, believers in Christ, we do like, it's like it, it'd be like contrary to you say you believe in him. And we have to, when you say you believe, you have to like, like the meaning is that you have to be convicted, convicted, conviction, convicted of something that you convinced. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You be convicted, convicted of something. Not conviction, but convicted. Are you con- you convicted ugh, of something? I mean like another word of confident. You conv- you confident in it. You know for sure. You guarantee. Thank you, Holy Spirit. To place confident in. You have an entrusted. So why 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 I brought I bring that that title that subject if you believe why don't you believe in him you know if we say we are believers why do we give God a hard time in believing everything he tells us to do why do we try to do the opposite of what God is asking us to do why do we give God a hard time you say you believe in him. You made that declaration, you gave your life to him, so why do you hesitate or go back and forth with him? He gave you an awesome gift, what the Holy Spirit. So why do we, we doubt him if we say we believe him? Because this sounds kind of contradicted to it. You know what I mean? Like, if you say, I believe in something, you're you, you confident in it. You you guarantee, so why do you tout him? You know, if God's asking you to do something, he didn't make a mistake, then why? So, you know, I, I just want to leave this with you guys tonight. Like, if you, if you are a believer, why don't, why, don't, why don't you believe in him? What's making you stop for fully having that confidence in God. It just said, he said, when we don't believe, it's a form of sin. So why? Why do we, we go back and forth with the things of God? Because God didn't lie to us. You know, everything that you need to know, God sharing in the word. You know, you, if you spend time with God, he revealed himself. He don't lie to us. So why do we have an issue of fully believing in him if we say we believe in Because for you to get saved, you have to, you have to confess out of your mouth that you believe. So the very same, the same way you say you believe in him, why do you doubt him? 
Because if you because if you know that you know that you know know he's God, then why do you doubt him? So I just wanted to leave that with you all tonight. Like, let's let's be convinced of who we stand and we believe in. Let's stop doubting our Father. Let's stop doubting who created us. And let's walk fully and confident in who we are in him. Let's not waver in our walks, man and woman of God that's on the phone tonight. If we say we are truly believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, if he is, then walk it out. Stand on the promises of God. So I, so I challenge everyone on this call tonight, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you. And like I said again, when the Holy Spirit comes to convict you, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. When you don't get that conviction anymore, that's not a good thing. So I just want to stop by today and encourage someone, a person that's listening to this message now and the one that's going to listen to it later, allow God to do the work that he wants to do in you and through you. And believe. When he calls you to do something, believe that. Because God don't make mistakes. Amen. Amen.